Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, it's Andy Bueller, high school sports reporter and host of the Scorebook Live Today podcast. So the coronavirus has shut down schools and halted high school sports, but we're taking things up a notch in hopes to help during this time of great uncertainty. Each day, we're releasing a special episode of this podcast called Dickow's Quarantine Series, where our own Dan Dickow interviews an expert in their respective field, from coaches to trainers, authors to uh, former standout athletes. Subscribe to this podcast for free, and please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep everyone safe by washing your hands and following the governor's stay-at-home mandate. We're just as excited for high school sports to return as you are. Here's Dan Dickow after a word from our sponsor. Are you a small business impacted by the coronavirus? Washington Federal is here to help. Washington Federal is a proud sponsor of Scorebook Live, and it's offering a five-year business line of credit with 90 days interest for free to businesses that have seen a 10% or greater drop. Apply now to receive up to $200,000 on business lines of credit. The folks at Washington Federal understand small businesses may need an emergency loan. They're doing their best to help during this global pandemic. If you're a small business owner who needs help, head to wafdbank.com to apply. Questions? Email business.lifeline at wafd.com. Dan Dickow, Scorebook Live Washington with the Today Podcast, uh, bringing lots of different interviews during this period of uncertain times due to the COVID-19 virus that is circulating. It's completely changed uh, the world. It's completely changed the the world of sports. And as anyone who listens to this podcast on, on a normal basis knows that um, we're not able to bring uh, spring sports at the high school level into, into true focus. Um, so what we're doing at this time is we're, we're talking to different people in the sports world, trying to share their experiences of how they got involved in sports, of why sports is so important to them, um, to help give some parents, coaches, and, and current student-athletes some advice. So today's guest, uh, a fellow Prairie Falcon, which is where I graduated from down in Vancouver, Washington. He's a couple of years before me, class of 93. I was 97. Uh, sports talk radio host in the Portland area. Chad doing. Chad, thanks for joining. How are you doing today? Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me on. It's great to see you, and uh, it's great to catch up with you. It's, I'm sure just like you, just adjusting to the new normal of uh, working from home, being at home, and being cooped up inside. It's, uh, it's, it's so bizarre. It, bizarre is is exactly the right word uh, to describe a lot of what's going on. But you know, you are somebody who helped me get uh, a lot of experience in the broadcast world, which is I where I spend a lot of my time now. Um, I had an athletic playing background, which helped me. Uh, you didn't play college athletics, um, but you had a huge passion for sports growing up. You knew you wanted to be in the sports industry. How did you take your passion, your love, your interest of sports and build upon that to have the career that you have now? Well, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, I always encourage youngsters, if you got a passion for sports and, you know, being able to play is not going to be in your future, then there are other ways you can be close to the game. And so 
you know, I was no different than you, Dan. I wanted to be an NBA basketball player. And, you know, early on, my dad recognized that that probably wasn't going to be in the cards. So he said, hey, I don't want to crush your dreams, but if this is not an option, then there's other ways you can be close to the game. And I always had a love for radio that, that uh, really I gained from my grandfather. And, and so when I realized that you could be a, a broadcaster of some sorts to be close to the games, to be able to get into the action and be close to the players, I thought, I love radio and I love sports. So that it, early on, I was fortunate where I knew exactly what I wanted to do once I realized the NBA was not in my future. And so I was able to put all my focus into that and uh, began the journey. That's always interesting. A lot of people will find their passion, but not necessarily know how to go about it. You mentioned your, your dad and your grandpa uh, kind of helped kind of focus some thoughts. If there is a student athlete that's listening to this podcast or a coach or a parent that knows they have a student athlete that, uh, for lack of a better term, doesn't have the potential to play at the next level, but has a love for the game and wants to stay involved and get into broadcasting, what would you recommend uh, that person doing? Internships, reaching out to people like yourself, how would you best uh, recommend them finding their career path? Well, that, that's the best question I think you can ask when it comes to getting into broadcasting. Um, I, I, I always use you as a perfect example when I'm talking to other youngsters where when you first got your start, you had no broadcast experience. And from day one, you got in, you went through the rough patches, you continued to apply yourself. And when I look back to the first time you were on air up until now, the transformation is awesome. So the, the whole great thing about broadcasting is, is that whether you were born with natural talking abilities or not, if you apply yourself and you continue to work towards that, you'll be able to accomplish that. So I think it's a combination of things. Find someone in the business that you know and hang around them. Watch what they do, learn about what they do, and hang out around the station. I learned so much from other guys who are in the business and I still continue to do so. And then from that, um, whether you're in college or not, the internships are the best because no matter what station you're with, they're going to bring you in and they're going to teach you their operation and they're going to show you how they want you to do things. And a combination of getting hands-on experience uh, in combination with the people that you know they're in the business, that's going to help greatly. And then capitalize on the technology of the day. When I was younger, and coming up through the ranks, the internet was uh, big in terms of the podcasting and the broadcasting, but now you've got avenues where as you're doing work at the station, even though it may not be behind a microphone early on, you can get that experience of getting your chops right with the internet broadcast and doing a podcast. So there, there's so many different ways you can develop. And then my final key would be this. Every radio station I've worked at, it's pretty simple, Dan. If you go in and you apply yourself and you sacrifice, you're going to outlast a lot of people and eventually you're going to get your opportunity. I didn't get an opportunity because I have, I was, I have so much talent. I got an opportunity because I continue to apply myself and do what my boss asked. And eventually he gave me a chance to continue to advance. And it's not a glorious process, but if you apply and stick with it, you're going to get an opportunity to get behind a microphone. That stick to itiveness is something that regardless of industry, regardless of, of business, if you have that, uh, you're going to have a chance to have success. You've had, a lasting career in the Portland area. You went to the Bay Area for a short time and now you're back in the Portland area. You've been to an amazing amount of good events. Is there one or two games or events that stand out to you that if you were a 13, 14 year old kid, you would have said in the future, you get to be at this event, cover this event, what would those be? Yeah, a couple of them. Uh, 
and you know I always love going to sporting events because I never want to lose that that uh, I never want to forget the, the the passion and the magic of being at live sporting events which is why I originally got into the business but there's a couple of them I went down and had a chance to work for an entire week down in Arizona covering the Auburn Oregon National Championship game I was down there with friends I got a chance to meet a lot of people in the business and that whole week of work leading up to the title game and getting a chance to be there and be behind the scenes was a wonderful experience. Uh, I, I loved every moment of it. I also had a chance to cover back-to-back -back Super Bowls when I was working in the Bay, the uh, Patriots, Seahawks Super Bowl down in Zona. I covered the Broncos, Panthers in uh, San Francisco. And when you're on Radio Row, and it, this one moment where I'm sitting there at Radio Row in San Francisco, I look to my left, I got Dan Marino. I look to my right, Dan, and I've got Joe Montana. And that's when it kind of sunk in. I'm like, wow, I if little Chad would have known that he was going to be in this position, he would have done anything to be there because I was around the guys I grew up with, which, which is really awesome. And um, so I really enjoy that. But the, the other thing too, is the relationships. Like, look, I was older than you. We graduated from the same high school, but the business allowed me to create a friendship with you and to do. And like, I love being able to have you on my show when we're talking college hoop or when you come in studio or whatever, like, those type of connections that you develop over the course of time are really special. So it's, uh, but those events right there, the Super Bowl and the national title game, and then the NBA finals I covered in uh, 2016 when uh, the Cavs came back to beat the Warriors. I was at that game seven. And uh, when, when Kyrie hit that three over, uh, uh, I believe it was uh, Steph Curry, you could, you could hear a pin drop at Oracle. It was unbelievable. That's uh, unbelievable because, Oracle was one of the loudest arenas I've ever been in. So to, to silence that or to, to be a part of that would have been surreal. Last question for you, because I know you got to get on with uh, some other prep for your show down in the Portland area today. The prep for a sports broadcaster, and in particular a radio sports broadcaster, never ends. It's constant reading. It's constantly keeping up with, with what's going on in the world of sports and the trends. Uh, both team-wise, individual player-wise, but across the spectrum of sports. How do you prepare each day uh, for your shows? Boy, that's, a, that's the ultimate question. And that, that's a process. That's the most challenging process, coming up with topics, coming up with angles uh, that, I, that I struggle with every day trying to perfect. You do a lot of reading. You watch a lot of sporting events. Um, I do not like commenting on an event if I did not watch it. So – what I do is uh, I look through and I have to ask myself the question based on the market that I'm in. Okay. When I'm going in to do a show uh, in Portland, I ask myself, number one, what is the biggest local story that there is? And if there's a dominant local story, then I'm going to go in that direction and focus on that. And then I'm going to go through a process of trying to, to branch out every part of that topic of that major local topic that I possibly can. And then I'll talk to uh, somebody that may come on the show and, and get an idea of what angles they want to cover on that. If there's no dominant local topic, then I'll look to the national scene. What's the dominant national story or are there two? And then once you have a combination of local stories, national stories in combination with your guests, um, then you start to branch out and try to make sure that you, you, you get about two or three layers in on that topic to make sure you're asking the right questions. And then you want your guests and your audio to be able to support that. And then you go from there. But that, that is a struggle day to day. And of course, right now, it's a lot different because of the, the virus and the fact that we're, uh, there's not really a dominant sports topic. So I'm looking at talking to 
you know, business owners talking to different people impacted by the virus and doing a lot of storytelling. But that's the big key, coming up with angles, knowing what your opinion is, and then learning to branch out from that. I think that's the key. And, and that's a process that I still haven't perfected uh, yet, Dan, but I'm, 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 I'm ongoing. And then sometimes it may not be a topic. You, you may come across something that's just funny and you want to share it. Or maybe you come across a guest and you're like, you know what, this has nothing to do with anything other than I know it's going to make people laugh. And then you find a way to blend that into the show. But I think you're always looking for ways to express your creativity. Um, and I think that's really what it's all about. But in terms of prep, I, I, I'll let your listeners know this is awesome. But I, I reached out to Dan probably about two months ago. And I just wanted to check in with Dan and see how he was doing. And it made me so happy because he goes, dude, I'm in Wichita, Kansas right now. And I'm here today, and then I'm going to go to uh, Boise tomorrow, and I'm covering the basketball, and I'm doing exactly what I want. And it made me so happy to, to hear from a guy who was in his element because most people out there in Wichita, and I've been there several times, they're not happy about it. But Dan was there covering college, but he was, which I think is great. That's the type of passion that, that Dan was talking about. But this is what I want anyone who's listening, if you're a youngster out there, um, you can reach out to me directly if you have any questions on how to get into the biz chad.doing at gmail.com chad c-h-a-d dot doing d-o-i-n-g like what are you doing at gmail.com or just send me a text message on my cell 360-281-5473 so if you have questions based on this conversation and you have an interest um john phillips the first guy who got me into the biz he just he made me a promise that i would give an opportunity to youngsters as I continue to grow up in the biz and I promised them I would. So, so if you're a youngster out there and you have interest, uh, reach out to me and I'll do whatever I can to point you in the right direction. Well, we appreciate you being willing to be a, a learning resource or, or a guidepost uh, for people who may have interest in going down these roads that I know you've got to get going. But again, the last thing that I do want to say is the biggest topic that you touched on throughout was preparation. And yeah preparation for as a student athlete as a coach as a parent to help kids guide through uh, their sporting careers is enormous so chad we thank you for your time uh, appreciate you joining the scorebook live washington podcast today that's a great point that dan made great radio does not come from uh spontaneous events it comes from preparation and the shows that i've had that did not go right I can usually trace it back to lack of preparation that led to a poor show almost 100% of the time. Awesome words. Thanks again, Chad. Have a great day. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.